Software quality is like integrity. It's doing the right thing, even if no one is watching. That's according to Merlin Quinton, director of QA engineering at Redbox. Merlin joins Ledge in this episode to discuss her unique approaches to engineering leadership as a veteran team member at a disruptive media company. Merlin says engineering is about who you are as a person, working together with other people to make a difference. This approach to leadership has guided Merlin Quinton through her time at Redbox and beyond. In this episode, Ledge and Merlin discuss approaching leadership as an art, how to maintain emotional intelligence under times of stress, and how her emphasis on integrity and quality has shaped her career as an engineering leader. Merlin, thank you for joining us. It's very cool to have you on. Hey, Ledge. Thank you so much for having me, too. Can you give a quick two or three minute introduction of yourself and your work so the listeners can get to know you? So, yes, I am Merlin Quinton. And I currently work as a director of quality engineering at Redbox. And I'm sure everyone is aware of what Redbox is and what it does for the community at this time, offering the the smartest way of entertainment at the cheapest prices and can't beat that. So it, it has been um, a pride to have, uh, you know, been part with, part of Redbox for a long time now. Uh, I have been with the organization. I'm kind of wrapping up 11 years now with uh, Redbox. So I'm a long timer and I came into the organization, if I'm not wrong, as the 13th person in technology and we've grown and obviously it's a decade. So there has been the mountains, the peaks, the valleys, all of it. And I have seen all of it. And that in itself is an experience I cherish and I will cherish for a long time. And I think that is something that I would be able to bring to anywhere I go, both as a person as well as as a leader. And um, in terms of the strengths that you gain throughout that process is what I think I would be able to best contribute in, in the future world, uh, wherever I may be, uh, if it's continued to be red box, other places. But there's a lot uh, over there um, that I have gained. And uh, over the period of years before that, I have always been in the software world. I have always been in the technology world um, from obviously my um, career decisions that I made early on. Um, I did master in the computer um, applications and I did pursue as a software engineer to start with. And I was coding for my initial um, you know, young age of <laughs> entering into the technology facet. And uh, very early in my uh, career, I, I think I found my niche, right? I, I did not uh, really feel that I'm contributing writing code. So then figuring out in a couple of years after I started my career and then coming down to every step of the way I took from there, I think I kind of sparkled as a leader in every move I made. And uh, I find the realm of uh, quality engineering much more close in realm to how I associate with. You know how they describe integrity and quality means the same thing. It's doing the right thing, um, even if no one is watching. And I think integrity is very close to my heart as a person, as a value. And I, I think it's just the universe that kind of aligned something in close meaning as my profession as well. So quality and integrity is very close to me. I'm, I'm just thinking the universe just aligned it that way. But then early on, I found the niche that as a leader, I sparkle 
I'm able to contribute. There is value. There is a difference. And people appreciate that. Uh, core values are very close to my heart and very important to me. And that's how I work. Um, so I've been able to achieve a lot of high-performing, highly engaged teams just with that aspect of being human and being honest and trying to get the best out of everyone. And uh, every step of the way from there, I think in a month, every job role, every career path I chose, it's just I become the leader. I become the leader, the next step. And, and then I thought, okay, probably that's what it is. And you know, weird enough, I'm an artist too and on the creative side. And uh, leadership is an art, is what I kind of gauged at a later instant. And over the period of years, there's the other aspect, which is uh, the emotional intelligence and a lot of um, balanced IQ, EQ, and LQ, the love quotient, all put together, I think, is what makes a great leader and prepares them for a future where, you know, technology can take a lot of innovation for the future, but what really will be needed for the future is a lot of that balanced EQ, IQ, LQ personalities. And I think I'm on the right track there. And I love being a leader. And I love uh, to see the team uh, sort of grow and uh, cherish the partnership that they have with me. Uh, and I have proven examples of how that could work. You know, I, I have been uh, reading a lot uh, in the recent years. And uh, something, the speed of trust, if you have heard, I, I was closely engaged with that. And uh, late last year, when we had to go through a project that was strenuous, I kind of applied that live and I saw what difference and miracle that can work. And, and I was like, yes, I just read the theory a couple of years ago. I've now tried it practically and it works. So you're using words like, you know, leadership, emotion, love and your job title is in engineering. And I don't think those are things that people hear all the time together when they're, they're engineers. So uh, connect the dots for my skeptical engineering friends, why that is so important. So, you know, the human brain is engineered, but we always talk about the heart when it comes to um, emotions, right? And uh, I think emotions still are from the brain and it's wired and it's, it's, it's in the mind. And that's the connection. So as much of what your hands can engineer, your brain can also support. And um, I don't know how the concept of heart in relation to emotions came about, but I still sort of my personal opinion, feel that it comes from the brain, from the mind. And that is an engineering aspect uh, that you did not create for yourself. It was created for you and therefore you exist, right? And you are utilizing that little bit of intelligence in that engineering that was pre-built in you to now build other things, right? That is the close, that is the close connect. So. Engineering is more about building new, innovating new, and the one life proof example is yourself, in a way. What, what tends to happen is uh, you kind of continue to pursue the new, and you always want to come back to the roots. 
So pursuing the new is all of this, you know, writing code, the innovative technologies that you're developing. But then when you come back to your roots, it's still your mind, your brain, that engineering that is real. And uh, connecting those two dots is where I'm like filling in those gaps of it needs to come back to who you are. And it can only come back to who you are, not because of the code you wrote, but because of the difference you made because of the value you added as a person, right? And anyone can write code. And I think that is what the reality is because it's a learning skill. It's a learned skill and a trainable skill. And, um, but in terms of the engineering in your mind, that has a lot more to do about who you are. And that could make that difference in what you engineer externally. That's great. I love that. Tell me sometimes when you have had to draw the team through some really difficult engineering times, maybe something crashed, mm-hmm. uh, production wasn't working. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know, like there's all kinds of, you know, sort of firefighting mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, things aren't always pretty in technology. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. particularly from the the quality assurance angle that's even more important for you because you're trying to mitigate that before it happens uh how and where have you dealt with with some of those things because we've all had that day where you know we work 24 hours to find you know mm-hmm. the missing semicolon that brought down production exactly that is true i mean it definitely happens um quite a lot Lucky for me, I think uh, previous to 2017, previous to 2017, um, we've had a pretty stable quality under my leadership. So I'm really proud about that. And uh, we had obviously processes and steps and uh, how we work as a team, uh, a lot of those aspects built into how that was achieved. Uh, but like you said, the other instances definitely do happen. And more so often it's happened of recent too. Now, uh, there are a few things. Because I do head up the quality engineering aspect, quite a lot of things come up to hitting at me. Now, it's up to me how I take that in and filter it through down to my team. And that is exactly where the difference gets made. So there is a way I can just be that pass through and let every single aspect from emotion to disruption to um, the impact to everything just, you know, pass through or just because I am there as a part of this channel of um, communication flow, what difference can I make to achieve success? with as much of a seamless way that does not have to disrupt a lot. I'm not saying disruption is bad. Disruption is sometimes good. You know, so you stir up the pot. It is sometimes required because then the dust settles, right? It's required at times. And then when you stir up the pot, at times you can also realize what exactly actually stirs up. And there's a lot of learning to be made in that aspect. But on the other realm, it's also about how I channelize. So I think that's unique to me and I have seen that works and that's made a difference and I could call myself a workaholic I am not the one who's rushing out just before the production issue happens or it's three o'clock I want to get home because I can't wait for four o'clock and be stuck here till eight o'clock no I'm not that person 
I have been uh, sat, I have sat through overnights uh, on certain instances, and there is one question you know sometimes some friends or even family asks like, okay, there's a production issue. You are a director of quality engineering. You're not going to write code. You're not going to fix that code. So why the heck are you there? And you could handle it on a call with today's technologies. There's a lot of different ways you could do that. Agree completely. But I need to be there for the team that does that. And I need to show them that I care in the perspective. Yes, I'm not there with them till 8 o'clock, till 12 midnight writing code and fixing code. But I'm there to support them and tell them I'm with you. You can do this. And we're going to fix this. We're going to find it. And it's going to be fine. Right? So... It has not happened quite so often, but when it has happened, I have stepped in and made that difference. So, the, you know, the issue is going to get resolved. We're going to find the problem. Just about how you handle the whole situation is where the difference is made. And when you offer that support, you see that they are, they are putting it through, not just for production's sake, not just for their sake. They're actually looking at you and, I can't let her down. And that matters when I talk to you about, uh, you know, not just production issue, right? I talked to you about uh, the project that we had to get, the initiative we had to go live with last year, late last year. And um, we had to lose up on um, holiday vacation time. And I didn't say anything. I just, I just stood up in front of my team and I said, this is huge for the organization, for the business. And there is a big initiative and, and everyone is counting on it. I know the schedules are not working out as at our best interest at this time. I know the progress is not working out in our best interest at this time. I know the holidays are coming up ahead and there is a lot of time investment we have to make. And I'm, that is a lot to ask. But I'm just going to stand up here and tell you that this is doable because I trust in you guys and we can make this happen. And the only response I got back from my team was, we will get this done for you. And that, I think, makes the difference. It's not the issue. It's not the problem. It's not the disruption. As a leader, sort of clearly putting yourself in the realistic state and exposing to them and then sort of giving them that trust that you have in what can be achieved if we work together on that and reinstating the fact that it is doable and there's nothing impossible if we just work as a team. And when you build that trust, the speed that things can come to life is immense. And I have seen one example of that in my lifetime, which I feel very thankful for. And therefore I can confidently say that works. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that story. I described to you before we hit record that you know, we're an organization that is, is very dedicated to finding and evaluating and vetting the very best engineers, you know, senior engineers, professionals. And we do that with a pretty rigorous process um, that we feel strongly about. However, I like to ask every technology leader you know, that I have on, you know, what is your process and what are your heuristics for knowing the very best, most senior engineers, because I think that we can all learn from each other and continue to build that system. Mm -hmm, definitely. 
So from a senior engineer, uh, I'm guessing you're talking about like the engineering contributions and uh, the level of expertise that one develops where they become the senior, right? Yeah. And obviously, you know, in your position, you have to do a lot of hiring. And yes, in one way or another, you are evaluating, is this person someone that we should add to our team, both based on skills and based on a lot of qualitative metrics? Mm -hmm. I'm always curious what those heuristics are and how you measure them. Sure. So uh, I work a little different than Norm, so I'm going to get to that too. But in general, obviously, there is a job role, either internally or looking at someone or externally. It, it definitely, in the technology realm, in the engineering world, does come with hands-on skill set needs. So that is one of the criteria based on whatever the role uh, means and whatever tool sets and um, areas of expertise you need in terms of the years of experience, the effective contributions that they have made and brought life and reality a lot of those uh, innovative solutions, that definitely does matter. So that kind of depends on the job role in itself, whether you're developing in um, .NET uh, aspect or you're in the Java world. So you're looking at very specific hands-on skill sets. So that is definitely one of the assessment criteria from a hands-on engineering individual contributor role that they have uh, all of those skill sets uh, to kind of effectively grow or into being a senior or already in a senior role. And in addition to that, there is also the equivalent mix of behavioral aspects that you want to look at uh, from a personality. Now that again, dependent on the role in itself, is this person going to work in a team? Is this going to be a very sole individual contributor? Is this going to be, is this role going to be partnering with cross teams? Is this role going to be going across departments? Um, so based on that, the importance that you re relay on the behavioral aspects may vary in terms of uh, what's more important um, versus what could be like uh, coached, what could be evolved over the period of time. So you're looking at a lot of those different types of aspects. And uh, that is pretty much how we process. Obviously, we have the first level of screens where, where we are looking at the immediate need is the technical hands-on experiences. So how does that portray from the individual? And secondarily, we also have panel sessions where we try to gauge the other personality traits and uh, behavioral aspects and uh, how do they handle situations, certain scenarios? How do they handle people of different personalities, aspects around that? Uh, so that's, I think, nothing unique from a company or a process standpoint in the hiring process. Or even if you're looking at an individual in the team to grow into a certain senior role, then that's pretty much how you're looking and assessing. Now, me, my, my, myself, um, I do value um, a lot of the behavioral aspects a bit higher than uh, the technical hands-on skill sets. And uh, in terms of the behaviors, I am more looking at the drive, uh, the passion. So you may not be able to code in C-sharp today, but do you have that passion to be hands-on engineer tomorrow? Do you have that drive? And if that means, then what are you doing about it? Like, yes, everyone wants to dream about coding in C-sharp, let's say. But one person is just, you know, waiting for the opportunity to get into C-sharp coding, whereas I see another person who is like, 
getting a lot of those tutorials, he's kind of like partnering with the developer to get some hints of how to start or um, getting on to, you know, some subscriptions to practice step by self. So then you see there is a difference. Oh, okay. So there is that drive and the urge and the passion and you're doing something about it versus you're not sitting and waiting for something to come in your lap. So that difference matters to me because it's not what you know today. It's about what you want to be tomorrow and you're what you're doing about it in the meantime, right? So this applies both internally and externally. So when you talk to employees, you're talking about growth and career paths and things like that. And I am proactively setting you up for a success by, you know, pushing through like, you know what, I'll get you registered on this course. You know what, I'll get you introduced to this one. So like, you know, you can grow. I can do everything for you. But it all that matters is what are you doing about it? And what are you doing for yourself? And that is not hidden. That shows. And that's mostly what I tell when I talk to my team or anyone else is that I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to actually even talk to you. I can observe and I will know and I will see the difference because um, the curiosity aspect matters, right? You're curious, you're, you have the drive to do something about it and you're passionate about it and you definitely will do something about it and then it will show. And when you do all those things, it will show effectively, quantitatively, qualitatively, it will show and I have an eye to catch that and that makes the difference. And I do, I do understand there's brands, right? There are, I mean, personally, as an opinion, I'm saying there are brands and I have nothing against all of those, but I believe to, in creating a brand for yourself. Just because I have the worst phone that anyone can use in my hand, I believe if that makes everyone else look at it differently, and sort of pose a value to it, I believe I can make that difference, right? I can take something that's nothing, and just because I have it, I own it, or I portray it out, it has a value. And I think that's mostly what I believe in. And I have counted on that and brought on folks that have definitely contributed in different ways that a traditional engineer would not have if they did not have everything I just talked about. So um, personally, to me, that does mean a lot more. At the same time, it's not at the cost of someone who is not having the, the underlying basic needs, the basic requirements. It definitely you know, comes a little beyond that. Uh, at the same time, um, there are individuals I have come across, but then you pick, you pick and choose the ones you want to risk take the risk on and the ones and there are aspects that you use to see like is it worth the risk versus not thanks for listening to the frontier podcast produced by gun.io we're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers if you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. 
If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.